Welcome on into the Command Center Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson, here with the very patriotic Fred Smoot and I Santana am. Moss. Guys, any plans for the 4th of July? Well, I, let me tell you a story. I almost went to the military. You know that. Right? I did not know that. Fred, you're like the most interesting man in the world. I feel like you have a story. I am. And this is the thing about Fred. Lis- listeners, <laughs> just dial this in. Fred knows a lot about everything just to be dangerous. Just enough Every to be dangerous. <laughs> And you got to fact check everything Fred says because he's got enough file on stuff that you're like, that could be true. I don't know if it is true. I just say the darnest thing sometimes. I want some Shaklintai's. Fred say, yeah, I wore them things when I was five years old. Boy, them things hurt my back. We were growing Shaklintai's when I was in Mississippi. I had a pink player and a yellow player. Hey. It's true, though. So you were in the military. No, I wanted to be. Okay, you wanted to be in the military. Like, I think you've actually told me this before. If yeah, football would have failed, I was headed to be a Marine. Really? Yeah. You, don't, you don't strike me as a Marine, though. Why not? Because I don't know if you've got that hey, grit to you, bro. I'm I've never met. I've never. I've never met a Marine that talks as much as you. I'll tell you that. But right what? That would have made me private. <laughs> I would have been a different private than I ever had. But if you're gonna go do something, why not do it at the top? And I got a chance to go to Quantico, like two yeah. weeks ago, a week ago. I thought Quantico was one building. It's an entire town. Yeah. Like, do it's you a, understand? It's a, it's a military base. <laughs> no, right? no, it's beyond a base. But, it's but a military city. But that's, yeah. what, that's what bases yeah. are. Yeah, that's what no, bases I have been to some of these bases around here, and they are, they are go relatively out. small you compared to, to Europe. Europe. Europe, Europe bases are much different. Yeah. I went to Germany, and those bases was like a, a town. It was yeah, like yeah. Ashburn. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Quantico yep. was. Yep. It was like Ashburn. So I think I was just always meant to be a part of a team dynamic. Like sure. I was like, and I think that's why I chased the military. But what I really want to bring up, am I the only person that cherish when I go to a good grill session, I want a hot dog. All right? Okay. A hot dog. Like, but now person. my kids shame me for eating hot dogs. They call them glizzies. Yeah, that is a weird, I, that is a thing. Eat your hot dogs, Fred. They got a saying, they got a saying, I'm pretty sure this is going to get bleep f***ing kids. You're pretty sure you're You can sit there and tell me what you want to tell me, but I'm going to eat that hot dog, I'm going to put my ketchup and mustard on it, and yeah. I'm going to add my relish, and I'm going to enjoy it. Cross okay. my legs at the same time while hey, I'm doing something. My kids walk past me laughing. <laughs> And it took me a long time to figure to find out what's out. going on. I had to call my other old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids talking about glizzies over there? I'm like, yeah. I like, Fred, do you know what that is? I'm like, no. Do you know what it is? It doesn't sound good. Let me just say that. And is it podcast? Before you say it, is it podcast friendly? It's nothing friendly. Okay. All, right? so then, All I'm saying is. So let's just say you can look this up on your own. Yes. And we'll figure it out. And, and, and if your kids talk about glizzies around you while you eating a hot dog, you. Out of one on French. Yeah. Right there. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. So, in turn, <laughs> so we talked about hot dogs. Yeah. Do you actually have plans for Fourth of July? That was my initial question. Oh yeah. We I'm went going on, to the Essence Fest. And, and we learned all about your history with the military and yeah, hot dogs. The history I didn't have with the military. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm going to Essence Festival. That's where I go every year. Me and my friend. That's our guys trip. We've been doing it since college. What is that? The Essence Festival is where they go in New Orleans and they have all these concerts. Beyonce. Everybody all day long. It's a party, but it, boy. But it's oh, yeah. really a drinkers fest. It's, it's really three days. Listen, I bring an extra kidney with me and Lemon. <laughs> All I'm telling you, it's non-stop. And the one thing I love about New Orleans, the oh, food. Oh, it's in New Orleans? Yes, oh, gosh. The food is unbelievable. Yeah. All the drinks are three for one. Yeah. Like, listen, I ain't been sober in New Orleans since I was born. <laughs> right? So all I'm saying is this. The 4th of July, I bring it in 
Only like America right. should in New Orleans. So it sounds like we need to put a tracking device on yeah. Fred please, make sure please, we can track him do. down he here in a couple in, days. He might be in, he might be in the West the Bank in the alley. Wake up on the ground. Let's get no, this out, out, of, out of country, missing a kidney in oh, a plane oh, somewhere. easily. I woke up in places you don't know. You don't want to know. I bro. can imagine. Santa, how about you? Uh, well, you know, one of the things, well, my, my tradition mostly has always been like a, a pool party on the 4th of okay. July. Uh, growing up, my aunt, um, her daughter was born on the 5th of July, so she would always have a birthday on the 4th, and it'd be a big pool party, and after the pool party, it's fireworks. We like to, like to block up. So I kind of took that on when I got me some money and I mm -hmm. made it to the league. I wanted to be the guy to host sure. those shows yeah. and host those uh, the, those, those outings or whatever. But um, of lately, I just been I've been feeling old, man. I've been feeling like you didn't get to a point where you get tired of doing all that hosting. Yeah, and I'm I'm acting right. like my auntie them now. Like, yeah. man, you know what? Like, if you got a party, invite me to it. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? I don't want to be the one. Some neck is different. Look, I remember the I remember the days when we was playing and I would host these these Fourth of July um, shindigs, and I remember having like my little cousin sweep up the street, and it's I'm talking about tons of stuff. I'm talking about I I used to buy. I just spent over five thousand dollars worth of, you know, fireworks. Yeah, yeah. You know, I buy that that stuff that they say do not. Yeah, do not, not a I'm not ashamed to say I was one of those guys. I was buying, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but the sweep up is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I remember paying my little cousins, man, a hundred dollars a piece. Sweep and they used that used to be the highlight of their year. Like, yeah. man, I'm going to that party because I know I'm gonna get me a hundred from Tanner. But nowadays, man, look here. I like to keep it a little laid you back. You probably swept up a couple of Jason Pierre Paul fingers. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> we was we was careful around. Yeah, I was just saying, hey, we was careful. very Jeez. careful, man. We look. You would you would see one dude lighting and everybody else standing back. So we always had that you know that part on lock. But um, nowadays, man, like my son, my youngest boy, he mentioned it one Fourth of July. I ain't have no fireworks. And I just so happen to be down there because normally I'm up here. I'm, I might be going to uh, what that called Middletown, Virginia. Middletown, where we go do the yeah. I, I do the parades. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm, I might the be a grand marshal or something like yeah. that for their parade. I got. And my son, I come home one year. Uh, Middletown. And and the first thing he said to me was like, "This is a born for the July." And I'm like, "He like man, we used to have fireworks." Oh, and I, I felt that I had, <laughs> it hurt. Yeah. I'm talking about mm -hmm. as a dad, you always want to make your kids yeah. happy. Yeah. And I felt so bad. That last year was the most recent Fourth of July. I made sure I spent by I ain't spent five. I spent two thousand. Yeah, I got me some fireworks. And as we sitting there popping them, I didn't want to do it. And I'm yeah. sitting there like, yeah, I'm old. I'm getting no, to that. Yeah. Point. I'm getting to that point yeah. to where yeah, my son wanted this. Yeah, but this might be the last time now I do, do this. It. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But honestly, man, I, I think it's just all about making those kids happy. So. I would probably still see myself having some kind of gathering, yeah, yeah. and whether uh, we're gonna do a bunch of them, we have some for them just to have some fun, you know. So, That's what nice. do you do, cheap man? Well, I do cheap man. I probably just hang on my family barbecue, you know, and then we're gonna go up to Cape Cod. Give me get the, on the boat. Give me the menu at a Logan Paulson's barbecue. It's like yeah. it's normal barbecue stuff. No, who it's, makes the potato salad? It doesn't have raisins. Dude, in. we're not having potato salad. What are you talking about? There's, there's empty carbs there, my guy. We're not doing that. People you are count getting carbs people, on the on the July. Fred, man, I always count carbs. Thanksgiving counting carbs, the whole thing, man. You don't look this average not counting carbs. Let hey, me just hey, tell you I that right now. It, your kid gotta be like, Daddy could be the boringest dad of all. He okay. took us out of America. <laughs> I, 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 I did take my kids to Disneyland and they loved That's it. In America. I know, but they, it's like a big thing. That's like a big trip. You know what I'm saying? We stay. You ride the rides when you go. Yeah, of course. No, I can't do that no more. I took my kids to King Dominion. They had a new ride they just opened up. That was last year. You got sick? I literally 
I, I got beyond sick. I was on the ride. I told my kids this is the last time ever. Yeah. Fred Smoot gets on the ride. Because I got nothing else to prove. Scared you? I got. I don't do the big rides. My kids are my kid. My son's nine. My daughter's six. So they're like. You know, they're like the Gold Rush ride, the yeah. Splash Mountain, that type of stuff. I'm not doing the like the Velociraptor the, Universal Suit. That. Yeah, that's I too much for that me. No I don't, like, I don't I, I've lost that thrill. Yeah. Like, I don't have that adventure seeking anymore. Yeah. Hey, no. I'm going to tell you a quick story. <laughs> when we was at the Bush Garden event for the team just recently, I said, you know what? I'm here. Let me get on a couple of these roller coasters. Just like I just stated, I'm old. <laughs> I lost my stomach. <laughs> my stomach ain't the same. Yeah, like, it's now, right? I used to get on a ride and throw my hands Black up in the air. Man, I was <laughs> on that thing grabbing everything I could grab. My stomach was up in my mouth somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, bro, oh, this is not for me yeah. anymore. So, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys too, man. I'm to the point right now, I just want to enjoy life. I don't, yeah, <laughs> don't want to be in pain. Having fun. Thirty done had, seeking is over. I done had so much fun. I just want, fun to me is just being alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you sound like you're 80 no, years old, no, bro. Hey, He's not lying. Oh, man, look, I'm I'm happy. I've done stuff I knew I wasn't supposed to do. I said I was going to skydive last year. We got up there in the plane. I'm tied to the dude. I'm like, nah. You said no in the, no, in the plane. Go down, drop me off. <laughs> they were like, well, we already charge you for it, so be it. <laughs> I, I am not. I, listen, when I got up there and looked down, then I was already worried because this dude is scrapped to my yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah, this ain't going to work. Mm -hmm. No, they were like, all right, and they took me right back down, and that's when I knew you were Fred done. Smoot, the thrill seeker. He's he's done. He's done. done. All right, let's kind of let's kind of get this back. You know, like those are good football or, or Fourth of July stories. Let's get this back to some football stuff, right? All right. So, like, let's imagine, you know, paint this picture. They got the the hamburgers on the grill. The hot mm. dogs are getting ready. Glizzy. The potato salad's got raisins in it. Whatever we got. No, nah, we don't do raisins. We no. got fireworks getting ready. Hell no. Kids are going nuts in the background. Let's talk some football, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe around the cornhole table, whatever yeah. we got. You know what I'm saying? I'm the cornhole champion. So let's just, let me just ask you this. Let's see if we can stir the pot a little bit. Are we too hyped about Sam Howell? No. No. Because we need to be hyped. If we don't believe in him, who he I is? I mean, that's our quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but you I'm, have to be hyped about the guys that you have that's coming into this season that's going to lead your team, regardless who they are. Yeah. yeah, but I get that. But I'm saying, like, everyone right now, our fans too hyped about him. Like, are our, re he, are our he, expectations realistic? He left a man? taste in our mouth that yeah. last game. He left yeah. a taste in our mouth and we want more. Yeah. yeah. I, it, it's, it, it's like, you know what? When you go to Costco, which I'm sure your wife do, not you. I go to Costco. You know like how they Costco. give you them that little food? They give yeah. you a little oh. taste of Yeah. How many times have you ate that sauce? You were like, you know what? I did not went, come for this. And went back. Give me another one. <laughs> Give me another one. Like, listen, he left that taste in our mouth, that Costco taste, and we want more. And let's just be honest. It can't get no worse than what yeah. we had. Yeah. It can't get no worse than what we I love Heineken. So be it. Right? Yeah, no, I agree. But it can't get any worse. We can only go forward. That's my that's my favorite argument you've made so far, is that it can't get much worse than it yeah. was last year. I think he's more talented than Heineke. Obviously, he lacks the experience, but the release, the ball velocity, the movement skills, right? Yeah. It's there for him. Yeah. It's just, but I think a lot of people, I don't know, when I talk I to fans, give, it's like. I think we give this league too much credit for, for kind of like killing quarterbacks. What do you mean? And what I want to – because we, it's a lot of quarterbacks come through these doors from the collegiate um, stage and perform well in the college. Get to the NFL, they're not prototypical no more. They're not, they, can't, they can't read a – They can't do this. They can't, can't read a defense. Yes. They can't be a pocket passer. Mm -hmm. It has changed. Off, 
the offenses these days have changed. And they're more college-like. They're more college-like. Yeah. They're more with the spread. Now you see four or five receivers starting. I never saw a Monday night game where I'm seeing five receivers saying they're starting. Yeah. Or wide receiver. Or wide receiver. Yeah, I said, damn, it's five wide receivers. That's on a Monday night, you know, um, you know, star lineup. Yeah. So the offenses are now more open up to these guys that played well in the college level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they've created that environment for the quarterbacks to come in and feel – that they're not having to be different from what they were when they played in the collegiate level. So I think a lot of folks that's still stuck on the Peyton Manning, the the Drew Breeses, the uh, the Tom Brady's, they're stuck in that era that yeah. this is who the quarterback's supposed to look like. Yeah. Right? Well, they don't look hey, like that no more. Sam Howard is not none of those guys. Yeah. But I can tell you, it's a lot of guys in the league right now he looks like. Mm-hmm. And you do you, might have, do you say, have an example? Who does he look like right now? Well, I just spoke of one. To me, if we had to bank on anything, and I'm not talking about Tony Romo because he's not on in the league. Yeah. If I had to pick one guy in the league that he shows me the same caliber of style of play, and this is not a guy that I'm saying that go out there and play phenomenal, but he beats us every time. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I, I love yeah. that comp, actually. Because I look at it like I'm like, when things break down, what can we count on Sam to do? And he does well. Yeah. Be elusive. And can you maximize that rushing ability? I think and that's one of the things. Like, look at Jalen Hurts two years ago, yep. right? Like, he elevated that offense through a design quarterback running scheme. Now, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts or Sam Howell is Jalen Hurts as a runner, but, like, with Daniel Jones, for example, they run two quarterback draws a game. Yep. They run one quarterback counter, and then they run a lot of keepers and stuff to get them on the perimeter. And they beat and, you. And, he can, cuts. And, and they steal <laughs> first downs. Thousand paper, thousand paper and, cuts. and Daniel Jones does not have to be perfect. No. And that's the thing that's, that's awesome is can you find a wrinkle as a coordinator – to put your quarterback in that spot. It's the threat of being to now have to say, not only can this guy pass the ball on us when he needs to, but he can run. Yeah. Having that threat that, see, Aquan Barkley like, hold on, y'all tried me. I don't want this little measly, this $10 million, because I feel like I made Daniel Jones better. Yes. So just put now Sam Howard in that situation. The threat of having those two backs that we have and him that can run on you, yeah. yeah. Defense has got to be they. They got to play so sound. They can't sit there and turn their backs. At no time when he drops back and show that pass, they can't turn their backs because yeah. guess what? If he sees no one open, I'm getting four or five yards yeah, on you every there time. There you go. And then how so, you yeah. feel the game. That's yeah. why you. So, that's why everybody should feel the way Fred is feeling about Sam Howell because I feel I have that same optimism that he can be deadly. In a new scheme offense that no one has seen us run yet. There go the deadly with plan. So many different weapons that we but, have. But I think that's I'm glad you made that comp to Daniel Jones. He's Daniel Jones is a what is he like a top sixteen quarterback in the NFL? Middle of the road. Just say middle of the road. Middle of the road. And I think he's gonna get better. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's gotta be what what fans and what people are thinking about. It's not it's not a top five quarterback, no, not a not top ten quarterback. Probably a top 20 quarterback. That can win you games. That can win you games. Yeah. That's exactly you right. You can win the Super Bowl with that. Think about this. If you're a top 32 quarterback, you're a starring quarterback. Mm-hmm. Eight billion people on this planet, we ain't found You love this one. No, you, love, you love this one, I'm man. I'm sorry. That tells you how hard it is to play quarterback. That's true. That's so true. when you got one that's just okay, you better put him on a pedestal. Right? So at the end of the day, to have a guy in the top 20, you're winning. You're feeling good, right? You're feeling good. And especially yeah. with this defense okay. playing well. But I, he's not – I guess what I want, want to just make clear, he's not going to lead the ship. No. He's going to be elevated by – We the, don't know that. But, yeah. Fred, 
And we're just playing percentages, man. And I know you like craps and blackjack and all that stuff, and you like yeah. to put it, like Sam, the lottery. Sam, but I'm Sam, saying, Sam, if, Sam, you're, if, you're gonna, if you're going to bet your house on yeah. him leading the team. Right now, I'm going to tell you this. Sam Howe will have 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. Mm. How many interceptions? 10. Whoa, my guy. That's, that's dynamic. Hey. 4,000 yards, just for 30 some, touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Just Can for we go some, to the playoffs? Just for some context, Jalen Hurts had 3,700 yards last year. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Okay, I'm just saying. They ain't got that, nothing that, to do that with me. That is a big number. 4,000 yards and what? 30 touchdowns, bro? Yeah. How many did we have last year with Heineken and Wentz? We got Jason, our research expert on it. So what I'm saying is, <laughs> if you look at this I, guy, I, get, I get what you're saying. The I get way he saying. played yeah. in North Carolina. You put EB with him. But North Carolina, which which year in North Carolina? That's hey, the question. Everybody left from his senior year. He was by himself. Yeah. That's why he rushed for nine. I know, but, 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 yeah. So I'm just saying. His senior year shows you what you really can get from a guy that then didn't they have didn't much. Have around him. Yeah. I mean, his, his junior year was phenomenal. De'Ami Brown played like a, a first-round wide receiver, yeah. you yeah. know? And – that's why you kind of like you think about it. We got weapons in front of Diami Brown. Yeah. Like he, he once, can't even get on the field. Right once now. played with this this dude. So yeah. just yeah. to think, if you had to look at this as a a, a six man basketball team, Diami Brown being a six man, yeah. Yeah. and and you, a lot. you get him coming in the game with Sam, and Sam knows this guy well. Yeah, we potent, man. We have. That's why I'm 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 hanging my hat on this offensive line being the offensive line that we expect them to be. Much improved offensive line. Man, we should be deadly offensively, man. All right, so we just got this in. Jason, great job. 23 touchdowns last year for quarterbacks combined. I think Sam is going to play a lot freer. Yeah. Yeah. I know for a fact he got a better offense coordinator. Yeah. And I just think he a better passer than both of them. Mm. So at the end of the day, I'm giving him 30 touchdowns, 4,000 yards. You worried about him being like a rookie at all? Like like kind of his first time seeing NFL de- like NFL defense. It don't man. look too big for him. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I just watched him play against Michael Parsons and, and Tavon Diggs. Yeah. Like I watched him play against a top ten defense already. Yeah. He didn't look like it was too big for him. And that's all I want to see. And I, and one of the, and I ain't mean to cut you off. You could have no, kept good, going. One of the things that I'm always you know, uh, hold my hat on. It's just, like I said, it's not all on him. Defensively, too, if you watch that game when they played against the Cowboys, our defense put him in situations where yep. he couldn't do nothing but, That's you know, what I was about to say. You know, you know, punch it in. So when you look at what we're doing defensively and then collectively as a team, that's what makes these quarterbacks. A lot of these quarterbacks have went to championships. We watch a quarterback. When I was coming out of the, uh, college in 2000, the Baltimore Ravens went went to the championship. Troy Diff, I mean, uh, Diff. With Trent Diff. Trent Diff. What was the What was the key component to to them going to the Super Bowl that year? Didn't uh, what's running the ball in defense and defense. Yeah. And he rushed for 2,000 yards. Yeah, that was yeah. Jamal Lewis. Did. But if you just take the 2,000 yards out of it, the defense alone. Yeah. When I watched those guys play the Super Bowl, the defense won the game yeah, yeah. alone in the yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. It was a punt return for a touchdown and all. Lewis, Jermaine Lewis, and the defense still showed these guys this is what got us here. So, and I'm not saying that we the Baltimore Ravens defense from 2000. But if you have a defense that can get after the quarterback, that can cause confusion, that can play the way we trying to play in the secondary, sure. Sam no hasn't he doesn't have to be great. Yeah. Just be good. Just be, be good. good. Just be good. You have the talent around you, you that's, know? That's why I think the Daniel Jones comp is excellent. The other one that came to me while we were talking was uh Jake Plummer from uh The Snake? Yeah, the Snake, man. Yeah. Jake the, the snake, snake was very elusive. Yeah. All right. He used to do a lot of bootlegs with the snake. Yeah. And the snake had a a, a cannon. 
for an arm. Yeah. You could really push the ball down the field to Rod Smith and, and, and Ed McCaffrey yeah, yeah. at the time. I, I wouldn't say – listen, I just don't – I think everybody sleeps on how great of a athlete Tony Romo was. Like, I think people forget – how elusive Tony Romo was. In the pocket. After, after the back surgery, of course, he wasn't elusive no more. Yeah. Before then, yeah, he Tony was, was yeah. man, I had to match my receiver all the time with him because he would uh-huh. get out the pocket and make things happen. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I see a lot of it in him. He was quiet with it, man. Yeah. I mean, like, he didn't really, you didn't, you didn't come in the game saying, like how we do with Daniel Jones, like, man, this guy's going to break one on us on third down, so yeah. Yeah. watch him. He just did it, bro. He yeah. was just so smart and educated on what was going on. Like he didn't make a, he didn't not allow us to have them, you know, uh, in a situation where it was a bad play. Yeah. Sure. When we locked there, because you know, there's White, and I give that with there's White one of the one. Of the, he was a great receiver, but he didn't separate a lot from guys. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. I mean, my yeah. bad. Des Bryant. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Not Des White. Des Bryant. You yeah. Know he didn't have a lot of separation. Des, Des White played for Chicago no, Bears. No, I know he, he was, he, about he, Des he was White. pretty tough too. Yeah. But yeah, Des Bryant was one of those receivers where. He was dominant at just catching. He had he had hands that he caught everything that was in his vicinity. Sure. The point of attack, he but, went and got the but, ball. But Tony Romo made a lot of that possible. Yeah. And when he wasn't open, Tony Romo ran right behind y'all. As you as as Des Bryant running up the field on a go route, Tony, and, and, and he's yeah. blanking it. Tony Romo behind you running, yeah. and you look back like, damn, this man has took twenty. And don't forget about Jason Witten wasn't getting no separation yeah. either. He All just day. put he just putting the put ball where yeah. it needs to be. At, and Sam has that. Vernacular when it comes to yeah. where am I throwing the ball to? Sam showed me a lot in college, you know, and I and I say this a lot. I I also know the University of Miami teams that he was playing against was not the University of Miami of old. But when I watched him play, I'm like, who the hell is this quarterback from North Carolina dominating like this? Yeah. I mean, and he did some of the same things I saw him do in the preseason yeah. and in that last game. Yeah. When things wasn't there, he took off. Yeah. And so, you know, when I'm watching him last year in the preseason, like, if you had to ask me who was the better quarterback in the preseason before the season started, it was Sam Howell. It was Sam Howell. Yeah. It was Sam Howell. He came in that last game when we expected our offense to be clicking a little bit that third game. We didn't see nothing until Sam Howell got in the yeah. game. You know what I mean? So, to see this guy sit out the entire season and just get better, yeah. being a scout team yeah, yeah. guy, going Playing against, against the ones. against number one defense, yeah. It wasn't a surprise, but it was yeah. that he played the way he played that last game of the season because he finally got his chance to say, hey, this is what I want to leave them. This is a taste I want to leave in their mouth going into the offseason knowing that I'm ready to play. So, I am watch everybody else do it. I'm ready to go to Does it bother you that he don't eat red meat? No, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> I don't care about his kid. He throw a football when he does yeah. that pretty good. So yeah, I'm okay with that. Catch up on everything too. That is a little weird. Yeah, we need him to grow up. Yeah, grow up a little we bit. We need to get married. Go to a nice steakhouse and put some <laughs> yeah. ketchup on it. We need to get All right, married. Tanner, you said something earlier, and I want to get your thoughts on this because uh, we've had this conversation off air a couple times, and I've never seen you get so heated about anything in my whole life. <laughs> I already know. So you were talking about punt returns in the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Who is gonna return punts? For this team here, we need a game change, and not even a game change. We need a guy that's going to move the chains. Yeah, like a three. One of the things that I was I learned as a punt returner, I wasn't a punt returner all my life. Like yeah. I I didn't play punt returner. I didn't try to be a punt returner yeah. until I got into college. Well, you also and, like a freak though, bro. And 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 I can't say that I I was athletically gifted yeah. because it was nothing that I couldn't do. I tell yeah. folks to this day, you know, my daughters call it um they call it I forgot what they call it nowadays when you do a no hand cartwheel. Yeah, and you know they all in ballet and they do these these things and they like. Like, Daddy, you can do that. I'm like, yeah, I was doing that outside. I used to go to circus every yeah. year with my brother on his birthday. And the first thing they say, don't try this at home. Man. And Santana was on the roof trying it. That's why I broke my arm. Get out of here. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, I tried everything. Oh. I was 
that guy. In my head, it was nothing I could do. So getting back to the question, yeah. as a punt returner, you need a guy that's going to give us a first down. You need a and guy. When, and when you, he's when you be the, explain that, explain that a little bit. Explain that is. At least 10 yards. Our special team back. coach, Mike Westhoff, used to tell me, and I could go far as back in, to um, college. Don Solinger used to say, I need you. He was a running back coach. He taught Clinton Porters, Adrian James, all those guys. Yep. He was a um uh he's he should be a Hall of Fame high school football coach. He taught Troy Davis and Darren Davis at South Ridge won won uh, national championships and, and state championships. Don Solomon just say, I need you to get the offense their first first down. Yeah. And what he used to tell me is that I need you to get 10 yards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get 10 yards, I need you to make the first man miss. Yeah. Cause normally if you make that first man miss, everybody else not in line to get you. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna sneak you're gonna sneak out and get about eight to ten yards. Yeah. Like I say. It's something special has to come out of what you do. Yeah. You have to be the elite of guys back there. Yeah. And the guy that fits that mold to us is Curtis Sanders. I've been begging and, for him to get And I'm points. taking this from I'm taking this from Smoot because yeah. he was right last year. When yeah. I watched Curtis Sam, I'm like, this guy's a he can get missing in a phone booth. Why yeah. are we not trying him at punt return? Like I we, agree. we get to this league and say, this is what the guy can do and cannot do. Yeah. No. Just like what, what was done to yeah, me in yeah. college. Butch, Butch Davis told me. Hey, Tan, I need you to go out there and catch punts. I said, nah, coach, I'm straight. And then the second time he asked me that, he said, Tan, I need you to go out there and catch punts. And he said, I'm not asking you. <laughs> yeah. I love so that, that story. told me a lot. Like, hold the on. The team needs you to do but it. But what I thought about while I was back there catching it, this is a chance for me to do something more. Yeah. yeah. This is a chance to get me on the field more. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you have a guy like Curtis Samuel, and I'm not sure if he ever caught him. If you could catch kiss, you can catch him. Apparently, yeah. apparently he's only caught nine in his whole career. Well, guess what? Well, guess we what? 10, we 11, 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to practice this thing in the offseason and get you ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I truly believe that Curtis Samuel yes. is, the, is the missing gem that we have on this team that we're not even trying to put out there to be yeah. the dynamic player that he can be. You think if you're not going to give him the ball as much as you I'm paying him, you like that. I need you to do that. But you've, play, you've played with guys who are crazy athletic. Yeah. They yeah. just can't. It's, no, a, it's a no, different look, catch. I'm not saying we're going to force him to do something he can't no, do. No, we're going to see. I'm saying try. we got to put yeah. him back there enough Pre-season. so, so we can be comfortable with him doing it. Now, also, it was it was moments when we put two punt returners back there. Yeah. We put one back there that can catch it, one that can run, run with the ball. Yeah. 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 Dax, you can catch it, catch it. <laughs> and and, and we're going to run in reverse. We're going to do something. No, I'm, just, I'm being real, though, yeah. man. Like I, like no, I, I say. No, I get what you're saying, though. I think that's a really healthy, healthy perspective, right? It's like the the standard Danny Smith every special teams coach I ever played for yeah. was like we as the punt return team need to get you ten yards yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the goal right so it's making good decisions is number one that's mm-hmm. the number one thing and Dax does that we all yeah. agree he, make great he makes good decisions yeah. it's just can you get that ten yards and we so of the of the other guys you know Curtis Samuel's a guy that I think is very popular what about the Bruin we got yeah Casimir Allen I was just yeah. about to ask you about yeah. that yeah. right he I, did. So he didn't really – that's the thing. He didn't return punts in college, but he's going to have to do that here. I will I also even put my man A.G. back there. You think so? I think A.G.'s a phenomenal talent, man. Like the dude – now you're talking about my athletic ability. Yeah. I haven't seen nothing that A.G. couldn't do. He returned and, punts in college. And if they're going to be short, I yeah. mean, we don't know this offense and, 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 and how they're going to use him. But last year we were talking about this. I'm like, man, I would put A.G. back there because if he's going to be pissed off about not getting carries – they yeah, but right don't, but don't you find that running backs have a hard time catching punch? Like not they're, they're, he's not a running back. He's an ex-wide receiver, ex-quarterback. He ran punts back. If you could play quarterback, not even being a starter. Yeah, he ran three yeah. punts for touchdown back. Oh, I don't know that. You can catch the ball, and and he's shown he can do that in college already. Yeah, it'd be interesting to get him back there. I didn't yeah. know he caught punts before. Do you know how hard he would be to get down? So hard. Yeah, so hard because he's a big man. He's fast. Yeah, 
I, I didn't know he caught punts because usually legs, running backs return kickoffs. No, he ran kickoffs back. And and he punts. ran them for touchdowns yeah, and yeah. he ran punts and back. Don't forget, Gainswell from Philadelphia was in his backfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Pollard from the Cowboys in was in his backfield. Yeah. So he had to find other yeah. ways yeah. to get the ball. Wide receiver, punt return, kickoff return is how he did it. The, uh, the other guy that's interesting to bring up is uh, Tinsley, the kid from Penn State, who's also yeah. kind of showing that polish yeah. as a receiver, but maybe he sneaks in. As your I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a guy too that we're not even talking about right now that's gonna probably you know be in the runnings for that position come come preseason. I think so. Punt return, man. It's just something about punt returns. You have to be special. You have to be special, bro. Like it's not saying that you have to run back punts. No, when I say special, you have to be able to see that ball, go locate it, go run it down, yeah. go catch it, and then get back upfield and make something happen. Catch and James Thrash was not the fastest yeah. dude, but yeah. Thrash gonna get you 10. Nah, yeah. but James Thrash was fast. If you go back, James Thrash well, was like one of the fastest guy receiver, in the league. But, yeah, but like, I'm saying he was a guy, I'm track, gonna catch on it. On the track, James Thrash yeah. was pretty gonna fast. Catch it. And he gonna get up the field. Yeah. But what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make yeah. is there's guys that play the position and they're not the twist up, the the speedster, the 60-meter champ, 100-meter champ, yeah. but they know how to be a dynamic pump returner. Because yeah. one of the things I learned about the position, and it's crazy because I look at things like this to this day, like I have I have them, they in my wheelhouse. Sure. You're coming down out of control, being blocked. I can set you up and make you go somewhere and, you can't, and you can't stop on a dime like me. Like, yeah. That's one of the same things I use, the same tactics I use as a receiver. Yeah. Like I could get the top gear faster than you going backwards. Mm-hmm. Now you got to turn your hips and run at my top yes. gear. Now I can stop faster than you sure. when you're just starting to get to your top gear. So I can play with you because you're in my wheelhouse. That's the same thing as most dynamic, great pump returners do. They know that I can set you up. I can put you in a spot, think I'm going somewhere, and then I get a blocker to block you or get to shield you. Now I can put one foot in the ground and get upfield. Yeah, I love that. And I, I could talk returners with you all day, but there's mm-hmm. one more question I wanted to ask. Are we good at linebacker for the commanders? Mm. I think so. I, I think so. I just... I think so. Everybody don't got a Dalvin White. Everybody don't have certain guys. But I think the linebacker position, because of the receivers. The receivers. The receivers. Yeah, we're gonna be I, playing I, I against. see the linebackers off the field. Yeah, we're going to be playing uh, against. And we're bringing in safeties we're gonna be, now. We're going to be bringing hybrid. in secondary. secondary. So I think the secondary is leaned on more than the linebackers are. We're not a 3-4 defense. Yeah. So we're not a defense that's predicated on our linebackers. We're predicated on our front. Linebackers yeah. are starting to look like fullbacks these days in the league. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. It's very rare that you, you sit here talking yeah. about linebackers. It's more second. Like he's talking about safeties and, and nickel guys on Big the field. Big safeties. Well, yeah, that's what, you know, we did that like breakdown of Cam Curl, and one of the things that stuck out to me is like they are using safeties, Forrest, Cam, as linebackers, essentially, based on defensive structure. Obviously, they're not linebackers, but yeah. how you would target those runs, how you would target those protections, you got to count from that way. But I, I won a state championship in high school when and, – and this is crazy how, my, how advanced my coach was. Mm. We had this big linebacker, Bradley Jennings. He went to Florida State, number 44. He came out with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got shot leading up to our draft, so he ended up being drafted. Dude. But um, – he was our middle linebacker. He yeah. was a force. Yeah. But our Will and Sam, we didn't really have a Will and Sam. We had yeah. two dynamic DNs, but yeah. we didn't have a Will and Sam. You know what our coach did? We played nickel. We yeah. brought in two corners yeah. that lost their position at corner. Yeah. My homeboy Bo came in late, 
played corner and took somebody's position. He was the starting corner. And the other corner could have easily played on the other side. But Boosie Samuels, um, who played at Florida State also, he was so dynamic as a young guy, we yeah. left him at one side. And he was like a sophomore. Yeah. We put in two corners at Sam and Nickel. Yeah. And we we were so fast at linebacker. Yeah. So all we had is that one middle guy. That yeah. guy was going to clog up everything, going to run you down. Yeah. But our guys on the, the Sam, when they was in coverage, they was corners. Yeah. yeah. And they sticking your tight ends, your, you know, your fullbacks, your running backs at the backfield. And as a young guy back then, I, I didn't see what we was doing. And so now yeah. I look and see the defenses, yeah. especially our defense. Mm -hmm. We playing those positions. We playing that now. We yeah. have guys that can run with people because I feel like that's where our offense is going now. There's less like, physicality in the run game. Sure. Yeah. Like right now, well, it's not even, they, they it's, spread you out the pass and they spread you out the run. Yeah, but it's not even like there's less physicality. I think you're just playing odds, right? Yeah. Like 60% like of the time, Teams ran through wide receiver sets. They spread. Last yeah. year, this team only ran the ball 37% of the time, right? Like, <clears throat> defenses are adjusting to that. You need to find ways to get better coverage players on the field because as much as, you know, having a 240-pound middle linebacker is a thing that helps you in the run game, yeah. that guy's a liability in the pass game. You need guys that have a better feel for space, better yeah. feel for zones. The other thing I want to ask you about is with that linebacker group, I think – one thing that could really tip the scales is Jamin Davis continuing to develop. Yeah, I, I thought he, I thought he took a I thought he really balled out last year. Maybe yeah. I'm, I was looking at the film wrong. Yeah, I thought well, he I played thought he fast too. last year. I thought he showed that he was comfortable, and I can only expect that he's gonna get even better, especially with Chase Young coming back in and having that D line in front of him to keep the blockers off yeah. of him. I think Jamin. I think the best of Jamin Davis we have yet to see. Yeah, me too. I'm really excited. And, you know, PFF said that he's like one of the breakout players for this year, and you can see why. He was playing better as the year went on, yep. really good against the run. And you see his athleticism in coverage against receivers. Yeah. You see it. Yeah. It's there. It's just and about, he blitzed well last it's, year, too. It's like, can his instincts start matching that? So I think that group's good. And obviously, Cody Barton coming in, converted safety, kind of that tweener. Kaleek Hudson, again, a guy that kind of is that converted he safety linebacker. Yeah. So I do think that they are kind of maybe a more modern understanding of the NFL in terms of what's required of the position, I think we're going to be okay. Yep. So I think that's going to do it for our 4th of July show, friend. Man, hey, 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 happy 4th of July to everybody out there. May your beer be cold and may your barbecue be barbecued by me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks. Uh, make sure to uh, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out Command Center every Wednesday on the Commander's YouTube page. All right, you guys are lucky, man. We got Commander's content every single day. Mondays, we have one-on-one -on -one interviews. This, this time of year, we got rookies. We're getting to get to know those guys a little bit better, right? That's exactly right. Tuesday, we have this podcast, which if you're not listening, I don't know what's wrong with you, man. This is fun. I learn something new every time we do this podcast. Oh, no, it's a great podcast. Great podcast. We don't want you on it. Wednesday, we got our flagship show, The Command Center. Make sure you turn into that. Thursday, we got Tana's Takes. Tana, what you got? I'm talking some superlatives for my Sup team. Ooh, All right. There we go. Like and the Miami Heat lost, too. Superlative that. All right. And Fridays, we got Logan lives in the comments. It says Logan, but it's really Fred and Tana also living yeah. in the comments, answering your questions. So make sure you leave comments on that. We love getting those questions. We got some for you each and every day of the week. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube page to never miss any exclusive Commander's news and content. The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guest are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington Commanders or any of their representatives.